we in the Super Bowl. Ain't nobody ever been in this game. Game of our life. And then when uh, the ball went over his head, we knew Peyton Manning checked every play for, for them to even do that. So you could just talk about the nerves that Buddy had. When I really knew the game was over, is when halftime, we in there trying to <laughs> warm up and we was doing the electric slide. <laughs> you doing the electric slide at halftime? Man, we was partying, man. Half our confidence, time, we man, just, our confidence. Man, we was like, man, our we, confidence. Was, we just knew. Me bang, welcome in, my dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. How you, how you living, how you bro? Doing? I'm doing all right, man. Just graduated from uh, UC Berkeley, and uh, yeah, that was a a, a pretty interesting journey. Yeah, <laughs> Going bro. Back fifth, to school, fifth, man. Fifth, Fifteen years. Yeah, man. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was interesting, man. It the. Um, Pretty much what helped me that what they didn't have back in school, what I had in school, right, was mm -hmm. that what I did, I tell it, tell it the story. Um, so say if like with my philosophy class, I have like one assignment be like 15 page read, right, on a on a philosopher like Plato or or one of those Socrates or whatever. I probably mm -hmm. pronounce his name right. That's so it. say if I had like 15 pages on one of those guys, what I do is I copy it and I let it read to me. Right. And it was interesting the way I did it because those dudes, the way they talk, you'd be like, what is that dude saying? You just sit there trying to read it. Right. You're mm -hmm. like, what? But I let the computer read it to me. And so it took me 15 pages. It took me like two, three hours to try to break it down. The computer just yeah. read it to me and I was done in shoot, less than 30 <laughs> minutes. Me, man, you probably don't remember this, bro. But when I was growing up, you used to teach me the power of family. Like KJ, make sure you don't get caught up in all of these, you know, these women, these women throwing themselves at you. But right. tell me, like, the power of family, why you was playing and why they was important to you not to get caught up in all that mess. Well, it's um, all that stuff is, is a major distraction. Um, and I believe that if your mind is good at home, then your mind will be good at work. So I look mm -hmm. at it like this another way, too. Right. So. You fight at work all the time, right? With, you know, trying to like maintain your job, trying to perform and do this, right? So you fighting at work. And if you go home fighting, then it's like, it's, it, it ain't going to be a good situation. So you don't want to go home fighting and then you don't want to go to work fighting because your mind is going to be in two different places. And I was, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to, you know, marry a, a, a woman like Amina. Um, to where she take care of business, educated, God-fearing. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize, I didn't actually do a whole lot of house stuff until I retired because she was doing all the emails, you know, taking care of all the bills and doing all this stuff to where I was just like, just going to work and performing. And then uh, <laughs> when I retired, it was like, yeah. bam, like, 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 what is this? Like, an email? Like, you know, because in my <laughs> yeah. generation, people right. will recognize right. this, right? I didn't send an email until I retired. I didn't have to. Because if you think about it, emailing wasn't really big for me in high school. I graduated 2003. It wasn't like that. College, it was, yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, you wasn't really emailing your professors like that. And then by the time I got in the field, it started, I guess it started taking off. And, um, yeah, so... I didn't. I never sent the email until I was about thirty-five. Yeah, 
Wow. Wait, wait. <laughs> I, I want to make sure we got this straight. If, if it's gonna be a headline. This might go viral. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Mebane did not yeah. send an email till he was thirty-five oh. years old. Yeah. Well, good it thing was. you had Amina by your side. Now, I, I, yeah, that's why, man. I hope Mama one Lord, thing. Man, I hope one takeaway from this uh, yeah. talk with you is I want the world, KJ wants the world to give Brandon Meebane his flowers now. And mm -hmm. so I really sure. want that to be stressed. Um, you, KJ talks a lot about the influence that you had on him. Right. I sometimes talk about the influence that you had on me. Right. The person that you are, can you take us back to when you first got into the league and the lessons that you learned, who taught you, who did you look to during that time? KJ looked to you. Who did right. me, Bane, look to? All right, so when I came in to the NFL 2007, um, it wasn't the OTA situation wasn't like how it was now. We we didn't have like rookie minicamp or just veteran minicamp. We just had OTAs and then it was minicamp and then we had real tour days that mm -hmm. I did for about six years, right? So I had an opportunity to get a lot of reps, a lot of reps. You know, a lot of them reps was bad, a lot of them was good. <laughs> but, you know, I learned from them, right? So when I got in the NFL, I was behind as far as, like, the knowledge of the game. Um, Physically-wise, I could, I, can, I could play the game, right? But knowledge-wise, knowing football, I didn't really actually know football until um, I got to Seattle. And mm -hmm. um, it was to the point to where I was – It was we had three strings. I was with the third string, and I was rotating with three guys on the third string. And, right, so I was rotating, and I wasn't really in my playbook. I was getting reach, getting cut off. Uh, didn't understand wide zone, uh, you know, short zone, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand none of that. But, but we weren't really our, – our team wasn't really running a wide zone. We was running the zone scheme to where, you know, you know, Sean Alexander, he would go one to that to that B gap or that A gap, front side A gap, and then he would cut it back, you know, mm -hmm. or they just run to the bubble side, right? Um, so I, when I got there, I was struggling, wasn't into it. And um, my position coach came to me and was just, you know, in the deep corner, it was like, man, you know, you're not looking good, man. You know, it's possibly, you know, you can get cut. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, I didn't understand the business at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know none of this stuff. I wasn't really like knowing nothing about the NFL. So they told me that and I was like, damn, I need to take this stuff serious, right? So I got with um, Chuck Darby. They told me to get with Chuck Darby <laughs> and Chuck Darby. He who was Chuck? Tell, 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 who was Chuck Darby? Chuck Darby was Piece my. Of shit. Yeah, he used to call all the rookies. <laughs> what yeah, he, he, what, what he used to call the rookies? He used to call piece of shit. Chuck Darby was one of them dudes that he wasn't like real tall. He was by my height, but you weren't gonna try him though, right? And he 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 would look out for you. He was one of those dudes, man. You do your job. He'd look out for you, but he was just trying to make, he was just trying to like, he was trying to mold more guys to just be professional, right. take care of your business and stuff like that. It wasn't like no hate, no none of that, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, 
at the time, like I said, I was with the threes. I was rotating with the threes. I got, you know, um, the coaches talked to me. Chuck talked to me. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden it just started clicking. And I just started just getting all this knowledge, getting this information, and started playing, playing better. And so after the first preseason game, I was still with the threes. The second preseason game we played, I think it was Green Bay at Green Bay. And I just started making plays, right? Mm-hmm. So I started moving up with the twos. Because when I was with the threes, the guys that was in front of me was like, hey, V-Man, how you doing, man? Pat me on the back. Hey, how you doing? Everything good? And, um, you know, they, you know, I was like, dang, they must like me, right? Cool. All the older guys like me. And so when I went up with the twos, I stopped getting those pat on the backs and started, you know, getting mm-hmm. those frowns. Like, you know, there's... You know, showing me their teeth like they canine dogs. Right? <laughs> like, dang man, it's amazing no. what you what happened when you move up in the you know on the depth. Mm-hmm. So I move up on the depth, and it was two guys got that in front of me got and ended up getting hurt by game five. Um, it was a uh, Chuck Chuck Darby and Marcus Tubbs. Both of them tore the ACL, mm-hmm. and so they both of them tore the ACL. And um, after that, it was like. Um, yeah, I found out in the newspaper that I was starting. They didn't even tell me I was starting. <laughs> yeah, by, <laughs> it was an interview. Mike Holgram did. They didn't even tell me because they knew yeah. the other guys was gonna be mad. And I was like, "Shit, hey, I didn't. I didn't go behind nobody back in politics. Yeah. Like, hey, man, put me there. Yeah, please, I beg. I ain't do none of that, right? And this all in preseason. So I found out, uh, this all in preseason. No, nah, this was this was the when when two guys when Tubbs and, and Darby tore the ACL. This was this was now during the season. I think season. Tubbs tore his Tubbs tore his during training camp, I believe. And Chuck tore his during the season. And um I started I started the sixth game of, of my rookie year. And that first game I started, you go back and look at this, you, you know, people be like, oh no, he didn't. <laughs> so the first game we played against the Rams, and the first play of the game, I made a tackle for loss. Mm-hmm. And um so before all that. Before all that, when I moved to ones, I went to my position coach, um, Dwayne Bo, Pee Wee, and told him, man, I said, man, I need help, man. Um, you know, I wasn't an A student. I looked in the mirror. I was like, man, I'm not an A student. I can't go to a job at that time and be like, man, I'm looking for a job. I didn't graduate from college at that time. So I was like, man, this is all I got, man. So I didn't tell him all that, but in my mm-hmm. you know, in the mirror, yeah. I was like, man, yeah. this is all I got. So he told me to come up there every uh, every day. Um, during um, training camp and um, during the season, we did this for two years. I used to, he taught me how to watch film, taught me how to take notes. Pee-wee. Um He and then he also we used to do like little work outside on the uh, on the grass in Kirkland. We started in Kirkland, Washington. Yeah. We ain't started in Ring, yeah. Washington, right? And so we used to do all that. We did all that for like two years, man. And then all them years, I'm just gaining so much knowledge, man. Like this is like. The best teacher I ever had, man. Pee Wee called me. His real name is Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And, man, he taught me all this stuff, man. And I'm like, man, he just gave me the foundation. Because, like I said, I never was taught how to play football. I was just going off on all instincts. Like, you know, there the ball go, go get it, you know. Mm-hmm. But he taught me how to get the ball and not only, like, you know, go get it, but, you know, use these different just ways of getting it. And he actually yeah. changed my stands up. I started doing the tilt stands. And so that gave me an advantage because I was always undersized, height, not so much weight, but (laughs) 
height wise, mm-hmm. I was under, you know, I was undersized. Shorter, yeah. And so during that tilt position, I actually it gave me a super dis, uh, it gave me an advantage and it gave office alignment disadvantage. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, we went on from there, man. It was like. Yeah, it was all she wrote. Yeah, and, and and me bang, and you played in two different eras. You got the right. old CBA and you got the new CBA. You got right. Coach Holmgren. You got right. Coach Carroll. Bro, yeah. tell me about that old CBA and like how challenging was that before they took away two a day, took away all them pads. What was that life like in training oh camp God. and even in the season? So. Okay, so in training camp, right, so this is before I was a starter and everything, before anybody knew who I was. So in training camp, the older guys, you know, you have to carry the helmet, shoulder pads, give me some Gatorade, you know, do all the rookie stuff mm-hmm. you got to do. Go get me a sandwich. Uh, I remember Kearney told me to go give him an Eggs Benedict. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I, I didn't even shout that out, Shout out to Patrick Kearney. Patrick Kearney. I know what that was. He a businessman <laughs> now. Financial guy. <laughs> So Curdy, Curdy took the took the egg Benedict. He took a bite of it and said, mm, "It's not that good." Threw it in trash. I was like, "Oh no!" Like what? And it looked good, but I was like, <laughs> "Dang!" And so all they was all they was doing was pretty much were was looking to see like how was I going to react to a certain situation? Was I going to get upset? Can I hold my composure? Like, could I be calm yeah. in, in certain uh, different situations? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it was like that. And so it was times during training camps. They say, like, you get into, like, the middle of the training camp or kind of like where the, excuse me, where the veteran guys, they get a little tired. So they'll tell, they'll tell me and a couple other rookies or the guys that didn't get drafted, right? They'll say, hey, we on a knee this time. And the position coach was like, all right. So they made us get up and rush all the offensive line from the tackle, guard, center, guard, tackle. And we had to go all the way down the line and don't look back because we ain't pulling you out. We ain't, we ain't, we, none of the veterans is <laughs> bro, going. But physically speaking, uh, bro, how do you even do that? Physically I mean, speaking, rush five plays in a row. You're 22. So it's like, you, you got, got to. You got to. Like, you got it. You know, your legs is yeah. fresher than theirs, way fresher, younger. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like so it was like, you know, you get two, you know, you get two rush pass rush. So I take one and the some person behind me take one or he go mm-hmm. first. But like I said, we going like all the way down the line yeah. and we pass rushing against the ones. And the one dude that I that he when when the veterans do, when the veterans set, got on the knee. Walter Jones, he got on the knee too. He was like, man, I ain't going to get some damn rookies. <laughs> like, he's like, he's yeah. some other dudes up. But everybody else was starters, and he was you got to rush all the way down the line. Everybody. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. It so was bang, real, you be, man. So Bang, you became a dog understanding the game during that time, first CBA. And, yeah, and, and let look, man, let's get to the juicy stuff. Can we just fast forward? To when Pete Carroll comes, it's 2010. It's early right. 2010, January ish. He gets hired. Then, you, yeah. Now this this the KJ all day show. Now keep it a buck. Your first <laughs> impression of Pete Carroll. Tell the truth. <laughs> so I um I knew Pete Carroll in high school, right? So my first my first um, encounter with Pete Carroll was. 
Pete Carroll, um, I was sitting on my porch and we had a guy, Lee Webb, he was um, at USC at the time. And I was a junior about to be a senior in high school. And I was sitting on the porch. He drove by and said, hey, Pete Carroll, I want to holler at you. I'm like, okay. He's like, man, you got to get in the car. We're going to go to USC. Cause I live about, mm, about five, five minutes from USC or whatever. And I was like, okay, all right, let's go. And so we went, drove there. We was talking everything. He said, yeah, he be talking about you a lot. I said, all right, cool. You know, I'm not tripping at, you know, <laughs> at this point. Like, you know, whatever. So we go over there and Ogeron and Pete is in the office. And they talking to me and everything. And I had a shirt on and a tank top. So they said, take your shirt off and leave the tank top on. And he said, do a spin move. And it was a small space. I was like, do a spin move right here? I'm thinking <laughs> like, what? So he said, do a spin move. I did the spin move. Whoop. And he said, all right, man, we're going to see you, man. Um, we'll be talking to you later. And no lie, probably like an hour later, the FedEx truck pulled up. And it was from USC, and it was a full scholarship they offered me just on a spin move. I was like, "What?" Like, and, and, and just to be clear, y'all, we talking about a football <laughs> yeah. spin move, like Can not no just where we talking about a football spin move. Hello, we can hear you. Can you? Did you hear all that stuff I was saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah we heard. Oh you. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, um, yeah. So I did this. I did the spin move, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was in a full scholarship FedEx. an hour later. FedEx. Full scholarship, wow. Yeah, FedEx. So, yeah. so, so when Pete came on the scene in Seattle, y'all just coming from Holmgren, then y'all had Mora. What yeah, did y'all notice about uh, Pete when he first came on the scene? Ooh, like to an NFL yeah. team, this ain't college, it's the pros. So at that point, I was, I was in my, I was going into my fourth year. Um. When he came, it was a the key brought a lot of college coaches, a lot of college everything with him, right? And he was just a lot of energy and going over the agiles, you know, before practice, yep. Yep. a lot of screaming. I'm like, well, I'm like, what, I'm like, where the hell I'm at? Like, what the fuck? What are we doing? Because <laughs> you know, with Mike Holm, Jim Moore, it was just like they blow the whistle, you know, line up and go get stretched, right? Yeah. Sometimes we even. I don't damn. Sometimes we probably didn't even stretch, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. But <laughs> so when yeah, when he came, it was like it was like, dang man, and uh, it was so crazy and so competitive, man. I don't know the number, but he brought in and cut so many people, man. Oh, yeah. I was like, Ooh. oh yeah, like it was crazy. Most I mean, most transactions in NFL history, he did the most transactions in NFL history, man. That shit and that, was and that time span, crazy. Man, it was crazy, man. It was like, like, man, everybody was eyes was big, you know what I'm saying? It was like, ooh, you know, who, who, who about to get it next? Yep. And shoot, only what, like three of us survived. Three of us survived that. And it was uh, me, Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red was drafted in 08. Uh-huh. And Max Unger was drafted in 09. By, yep. Yeah, by Jim Moore. Yeah, yep. only three of us made it. And yeah. um, that was the only only ones that that was still on the team. By the time we got to the Super Bowl, that was it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, and yeah, it was it was rough, man. It was it was a lot of like soul searching and identity. That first year, like, yeah, yeah, man. He wasn't. He was chopping left and right, man. It was mm-hmm. like, whew. 
Bang, yeah. wh- bang, what was it like? What was it like the first time you heard music being played at practice? Man, it was dang. You know, actually, like I never thought about that. It was that was that was interesting, man. Cause I when he played the music, it was times to where you didn't want to practice and you hear a song, you like, oh man, I'm getting into it. And you like, oh, okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You forget you forget that you you was you was feeling bad. You yeah. Know? And you was just you was just going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Real interesting. And bro, when you look at our team, bro, we had you on the D line, Red, we had right. Chris Clemens, we right. had Sharon Bobby, myself, a lot of personalities, Marshawn on the other side. When right. you look at Coach Carroll, bro, what was so good about this dude when he like brought the best out of us, when he coached us, when he, you know, managed us and like how much credit do you give Coach Carroll when it came to just coaching us and managing our personalities? I think it's very interesting, man, because a lot of places that you go to or a lot of coaches you be around, they don't allow you to be who you are, right? It's kind of like they'll take a boxer, like one boxing trainer, right? And he'll have that same speech or that same training training uh, yeah. method for like Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, right? Well, if you look at the physical part of Muhammad Ali and the physical part of Mike Tyson, you know that height-wise, arm length-wise, you can't train both those guys the same, right? It's just, it's just like, it's just like physically not possible. What what he does was he just got to the point to where he like tr- like wanted us to all like just battle, and yeah. when we practiced, we was all like battling and that just got us all so much better man to where mm-hmm. like when he came I actually like up my film watching because yep. I wanted to like find like another edge to like like I wanted to like outdo everybody in my position in the NFL right mm-hmm. and yeah it was just you you always had to find something to like keep your job because yeah. yeah, they was they was chopping. <laughs> yeah, 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 you, yeah, man. You 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 talk about the D line, right? And I yeah. I'm one of those I like to do metaphors to better help me understand things, right? right? And a lot of times the real estate deal and people go to buy homes and they get a a, a house inspection, right? Home inspection, mm-hmm. and so the first thing they do when they get the home inspection, the first thing they really want to check out is the foundation of the home, right? right? And so that's important. But I look at the defense that you and KJ and the rest were a part of, and I'm going to keep it a buck. I think the foundation, right? The foundation is the D-line of that defense. And I don't think that you guys have gotten a lot of respect and or credit. Can you talk about that? Well... I mean, you got to look at it like this, where the people that's, you know, writing the articles and have control over the Pro Bowls and all pros and that stuff, right? They don't they don't look at the game from how we look at it, which we call look at the game uh, defensive line. Really, all we look at is the ass hand, right? So when you say the ass hand, it's like the back of somebody's mm-hmm. butt from the film. It's the it's the other angle that it's the opposite of the other t- the TV angle, right? Mm-hmm. To where KJ, his group, they'll look at both both ends. They'll look at the the ass end and the TV angle, right? To where mm-hmm. all we just look at is the ass end, right? 
And so a lot of people don't really understand like what we do up front, like our plays, what we make is not as sexy as like you'll see a Cam Earl uh, Bobby or KJ or anybody, all them plays, they make an open field and they like, whoa, like it's like, wow, right? But the plays that we do, it's like, it's hard for, you know, the, the average fan, it's hard for the the sports writer to, for them to understand that. And a lot of people don't understand football is like very complex and all those things you don't really like, you don't see what we do up front. So, it's mm -hmm. not like broadcast or it's not like made like a big deal, you know, but mm -hmm. it's just one of those things like, especially my position, my position wasn't a sexy position compared to like KJ position or, you know, anybody or to mm -hmm. play DBs or whatever. And just, just ex explain to people like the beauty of good defensive linemen. I play behind defensive linemen where I'm just roaming sideline to sideline. I'm free. I can make my right. plays. I played behind some dudes later in my career. I'm like, damn, like dudes in my chest as soon as, as the ball is snapped. Yeah. And if a dude is in yeah. my chest when the ball is snapped, I expect my defensive lineman bad, to make that play every defense. single time. You got if, if right. a dude climbing up to a linebacker, defensive lineman, that's your play every single time. Right. If they did um, try to climb up to me, I knew nine, number 92 was going to be there for a TFL every single time. Right. And so See, that's the beauty you know, of Yeah. It's... It, Everybody, everybody want to make plays, right? But it's a time and a place to to make plays. You know, it's it's a time and a place to where you know you shoot the gap. It's a time and place where you just gotta use your hands and you know put your hands on the offensive line and, and control the line of scrimmage. But you can't always jump the gap, you know, because yeah. they got something for that. If you jump the gap, yeah. they got what they call screens, whams, mm -hmm. and draws. You know, mm -hmm. um, they don't know about a yeah, wham play. That's that's hard to explain. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> For yeah, it's it's pretty much it's like you can if you look, go ahead, go ahead. You, you can see it. it coming. If yeah. if, if you looking, if you looking, you can see it coming. Usually, what they they usually to like dis disguise it more. They usually use a tight end. They use a mm -hmm. tight end, and um, the only team that used to do that to me a lot was the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Yep. And they used to use a tight end. They'd sneak the tight end right behind the line of scrimmage. He'd be like right on the butt of the offensive tackle or the guard. And mm -hmm. right when they say hike, the the, the center go to uh, go left, the guard go right, you know, opposite of each other. And <laughs> you think you right up field, you got a clear uh -uh. path, and that dude come right out of the way, boom. Yep. Yep. And he trying to clean. And it hit clock. it tight. It's it's yeah. a tight. It's a tight play. So yeah, I gotta. I'm glad we're here now because KJ gave you some love recently, right? He gave oh, man, me some love. They, they they asked him yeah. his top five on defense, and me bang, you were a part of that. I think uh, Sherm was a part of that. Earl was a part of that. Bobby Wagner was a part of that, and Cam right. was a part of that. I think off the cuff, I, I can do That's that. It. Yeah. Um, I would like to just take this time to can we get your five bang? Can I get a can I get a five? Are you KJ? Are you solidified? Oh, I'm, on that I'm, five? Sticking, I'm sticking with you mine. Sticking with that five? Uh, I'm sticking with mine. Can I, I, See, I, I I can I can I can definitely just go down the line and say, um, I you know I think all those guys were special, man. I think every last guy on that defense was special. I think we all were, um, you know, we came out of college and nobody really respected us, so we always mm -hmm. looking for like respect, and we all want mm -hmm. to be like. 
better than you know than we were originally. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one guy on there, it's a lot of guys I could say. You know, Red, obviously Red. You know, Red playing in that four B. When Red played in that four B, I don't think people understand how many single teams that I got right. When Red played in the four B, Red was such a big body to where Red a lot of times they double Red and I got single. And when Red got double, I used to take advantage of them singles. I'm like, you for sure can't cut me off. I don't care how good you are as a center. <laughs> and when that happened, it was over. Um, when Mike Bennett was right there, now it was a little different. Mike Bennett, his movement, his football IQ were, was was different. You know, Red was mm -hmm. very IQ smart too. But Mike Bennett movement, Mike Bennett would line up in like a five technique and slide down. And then, or he, Mike Bennett, a slide right in your gap and be lined right next to you, <laughs> and jump your gap and make the play. Yeah. But Mike Bennett, his movement kind of made people confused, right? And it was very different when he lined up there. So it was people was like, "Oh my God, I don't know what he gonna mm -hmm. do." Um, Cliff Averill, man, the, the things that he did at, on that on that outside, you know, it was amazing, man. The way he did this, his rush moves, it was amazing. Like, mm -hmm. like, woo. Big T-Mac, man. T-Mac was probably like the meanest, quietest dude yep. on the planet. I seen T-Mac. He took a dude. Dude had his helmet on. He said something to T-Mac. T-Mac took his hand and ripped the face mask off the dude's helmet. So the helmet was still on the dude's head. He Stop it. it Stop it. Oh, he was mutant. And then there was another time where T-Mac, a dude hit T-Mac in the back. T-Mac turned around, hit him with one hand, dude tore his shoulder. IRS for the rest of the year. <laughs> like a mutant, man. I'm telling you, it was some mutants. And then yeah. the strongest dude probably on the, on, on our D-line was was uh, um, was truck. Clint McDonald. Truck driver. Truck driver. Yeah. Truck was strong, man. Truck looked like truck looked like Truck looked like a dad at like at 22 years old. He yeah, like, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like he drove a truck and he lived weights and did sit ups all day and night. Man, super yeah. strong, super smart, man. I got it. And we, then we can uh, we can have this conversation all day long. But you know whose yeah. name don't hardly come up? And me, I'm about man, to tell I'm, him right now. Go go I'm ahead, about tell him right now. Yeah, Chris Clemens. A lot of people don't understand how special that dude was, dude. That dude was so smart. He, man, Chris Crimmins is one of one of three dudes in Seahawks franchise history to have like 30 sacks in like three years. And Clem, Clem, Clem used to rush and talk so much trash, right? And he'd be like, damn, bro, like what's wrong with him, man? But Clem was, wasn't drafted. And Clem was trying to show everybody that he belonged. Yep. And Clem never got the recognition that he should have got. Clem yep. should have got a ton of recognition, right? Yeah, um, yeah man. And bro, bro, I got uh, the story to tell you. Let me tell you this story. Go ahead. Real go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so Clem used to like, you know, he used to make his plays. He'd come to the sideline. And, uh, you know, he had sometimes, I remember one time me and Red had a sack, you know, quarterback hitting hit, you know, everything. And he came, looked at us, and was like, man, I ain't going to let y'all MFs outdo me. <laughs> and Clem went in there, got a sack, tackle for loss, and all that. And that, like, drove him. And then he used to come to the, if he had a real good game, he used to come to the sideline and say, I'm David Ruffin. 
and these are temptations. <laughs> so he's Carlos Temptation and he's some David Ruffin. So, so bro, funny, man. Yeah. Bro, Clem was one of the first dudes to inspire me. So we get our check every other Friday. <laughs> But Clem came up to me. <laughs> no, it was it was inspiring. Yeah. Clem came up to me he like, was, man, I'm with your check. He was I'm with your check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to know how much your he check was? How much your check? I showed him my check. This man showed me his check. I'm as, as a young rookie. I said, oh my god, yeah, bro. This dude, I'm like, I thought I was making some money. Clem showed yeah. me his check. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I got some work to do. Clem, it's a combination. Of, it was a combination of stunning on me. Yeah, and it's like, man. yeah, like, yeah, young fella, you got some work to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so it sounds, it sounds like that's what Pete Carroll did. It sounds like a combination of a couple of things. Number one, he brought in some guys, drafted guys mm-hmm. who they knew they coming in, they gonna have a chip on their shoulder, and they are gonna try to show the world that they need to respect them. That's number one. Right. And number two. Right. He did a real good job of pairing and putting up on the screen uh, Brandon Meebane versus Max Unger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I heard them was battles, Meebane, Max Unger, oh, some battles, and Brandon Meebane. It was some battles, man. It was some battles, man. We 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 made each other better, man. Like, like yeah. that's a fact, man. That was a yeah. fact. Yeah, it was it was well, some battles, man. Yeah. One of the one of the first things that I thought we started getting away from as a team was when we traded Max. Like we oh, traded man. Max, love Jimmy, yeah. but you know, that's when that's when we really started to see the shift of the Seahawks organization. Like you let yeah. Max Unger go. This one calling all yeah. the plays, setting the protection, he right in the core of everything, always there. Right. And when right. Max left, that's that's when you you saw like, oh, the team, I, our identity is starting yeah. to shift a little bit. You know how many starting centers there have been since Max been gone? Twenty. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Being serious, like five or six. Yeah. Different yeah. starting centers, right? Yeah. And yeah. and and I think a lot of times, like folks, fans, and people in the media, like we've been talking about, maybe don't really have an understanding about what a center does. And we really, bang, me bang, don't have an understanding nope. about what a nose tackle does. Mm-hmm. Like, right, right. KJ talks highly of you. Uh, right. Bobby Wagner talks highly of you. But I don't think that me bang got the love because I think there is lack of understanding of what the nose tackle does in this game. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, it's the, it's, the most, it's the most physical position on defense. Um, it's that's that position right there gets more double teams than any position on the defensive line. Um, for one, you got to understand this if you're getting off the ball the way I got off the ball, if you're playing the way I'm playing, if you look at it from the dynamics from who's the closest to the quarterback, I'm the closest to the quarterback. If the center can't block me, then you know you get a double. But if mm-hmm. I was able to get one on ones in pass rush. I would have had more sacks than any of them dudes, any of them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because I'm I'm right there yeah. at the quarterback. I would have had more quarterback pressures, but yeah, when you get off the ball and you playing, you know, and uh, you, you just out there trying to battle, it's just that's what it is. That's just come what mm-hmm. come with it. But those things right there, what people don't understand those those are not those are not stats. You know, like how many times a person got doubled. 
or mm-hmm. how many like even sometimes quarterback pressures they don't even like really give you your pressures right um and then where 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 I didn't get my recognition right was they tried they started comparing nose tackles to three techniques and you those two different positions night, you night can't, can't really do that you can't really mm-hmm. do that like cuz I would never like stat wise I would never have better numbers than a three technique a three mm-hmm. technique will always have better numbers than the best nose in the league. Whoever's the best nose, if he had a year, like if say if the best nose in the league had like let's say six six or seven sacks, right, in one year, I guarantee you that next year he won't have that many sacks. And he can mm-hmm. have this whole same setup and everything. The reason why he won't have those same seven sacks is because they're gonna block him different this year. Mm-hmm. He's not getting off. If he get off if the if your nose tackle is controlling line of scrimmage and getting off, the game is over. I don't game care what, what who look like good in the back. It's over, man. It's it's mm-hmm. it's over because the the nose tackle he has a he'll make it have an effect on the center, and if the center can't snap the ball. Oh, it's just it's just bad. It's mm-hmm. it's horrible. It's a <laughs> yeah. bad day. And it was some times where it was some centers they they messed up the the, the snap. You know, I was, you know. Yeah. I was, Trump it was a reason for that. Man. Yeah. It's a reason. Yeah. So I mean and, yeah, and, that's a and, and me bang, this is uh this is our ten year anniversary. Right. This is our ten year anniversary since we won our first Super Bowl, the only one in franchise history. And we played on arguably the best defense in the NFL. But one thing you used to say yeah. to me is like, bro, them dudes over there, them dudes scared of us. We bang oh, yeah. them dudes, oh, yeah. them dudes, them dudes scared of us, bro. What was it about yeah. us that put fear in the and to the other opponents, I think well, for one, when we used to play that, they used to play that Rick Ross. They can't hold us back. <laughs> all be dancing, yeah. <laughs> all de- whole defense be dancing, our sideline dance, and I think what what gave us uh, uh, another advantage too was the crowd was loud. The, you know, twelfth yeah. man is very loud, or twelfth fan. Um, they was very loud, and when you we take advantage of that, right? It shrinks the the office of playbook and it shrinks their communication. Mm-hmm. So once we get we figure out and we know exactly what they about to do, oh, it was over, man. It yeah. was it was over. You could, it wasn't too much you can do to us or do on us. We only ran about three or four plays, and when we ran <laughs> yeah. those plays, we was all trying to hunt and get it. And then mm-hmm. as us, we all thought we was gangsters, straight up. <laughs> yeah. We thought we was just the baddest. We thought we was the baddest. Baddest dudes on the planet. Like everybody mm-hmm. in their position had egos to where we thought we was just, just it. Like, yeah. come on, we coming, bro. What, what was fight. that a, bro? What did that come from with our team? Did it come from one individual and it spread? Did it come from the coaches? Like, what was it that that put us into that mentality? Of like, man, you dudes are the baddest dude on this football field. I think the way we practice. I think how we battle. The way we practice. I remember when we played the Ravens. Was it twenty? Was you there when Marshawn that was, that was a little shaking? That was twenty eleven. That was my rookie year. Rookie year. Yep. Man, 2011. I remember. I remember. Um, so Corey Redden was originally on our team in two thousand nine, and he was over with the Ravens, right? And so after the game, he came to me. Was like, man, and they had a good running back, Ray Rice, right? And after the game, if you look at the stats, they only ran the ball. I want to say either two or three times that whole game. And they was like had a good run game, and 
they just stopped running on us. They was just like, nah, we, we, they gave up. The officer coordinator just gave up. And we just, we was just building that mentality, you know, ever since, ever since then, we was building that mentality. And, um, yeah, they was just like, nah. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, man, but I think it started with practice. Just the the stuff was put on the field. Yeah. And our confidence, you could see our confidence. Like when we walked on the football field, we just oh, knew like man. y'all not about to mess with us today. No. When we no, came out that tunnel, no, like man. it's it's a wrap. It was and then, and then they'll do defensive intro. If they did defensive intros, <laughs> I know they had to be over there like, oh man, he playing. Like if he was if like KJ was questionable, you know, they're like, oh man, he playing. Like, you know, dude, I'm telling yeah. you, man, those, those, and then that, that stuff was, I'm telling you, when we started dancing, oh man, it was like I seen one dude, no lie, we playing against the Vikings. I forgot his name. They put the song on and we all started dancing. You know, had our little dances. The office alignment turned around and his eyes got so big. He was like, <laughs> what? I ain't never seen nothing like this. And um, yeah, it was, I was like, ooh, man. I didn't realize how special it was until like I left, you know? I was like, dang, man. Like, I, I actually, I missed that, man. But, yeah. you know, wait, whoa, 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 we whoa, did wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Because a lot of you got a lot of guys leave here, right? You know, some, yeah. you know, not on yeah. their own reasons, but but they talk about that right there. Like you talk about missing that. What are you missing? Right. When you're gone, t- explain what you're missing. Well, you know, we was close, man. And like we actually we built that like, you know, me and like it, you know, well, me and Red was there on the defense before anybody, right? Mm-hmm. It was me and Red. Well, me and then Red came. I came 07, Red came 08. And so me and Red was like real, real, we still close. But we was like real, real close to where like, I remember seeing Red in a bowl game. We played Texas A&M in a bowl game. Um, we used to mingle with Texas A&M. We was mingling with them in the holiday bowl. Seen them, didn't talk to them. And I remember they put uh, <laughs> they put uh, the rookies of that year. They put them in a hotel because we was moving from Kirkland to Renton, uh, the football facility. And I wasn't really close with a lot of my class, but Red came and was like, "Hey, me man, man, you got any more room at your house?" He's like, "Man, can I? I don't like staying at this hotel." <laughs> I was like, "Shoot, man, come on, man. I had, you know, I had a three bedroom house." Yeah. And so that that man, me and Reggie, we was just bonding, and me and him, like, just growing up school wise, we was just alike. We had so much in common, and mm-hmm. it was just like it was just meant to be. And so we just started just bonding, man. And then as you know, KJ and all the DBs, the LOBs, they call, you know, they all start coming they all start to see how close we was. And then as we mm-hmm. became like real, real close, you know, right? Real, real close. We started, we would just hold each other accountable on and off the field, you know? And and that right there was like so special to where we was, and we was, you know, kind of like, not the same age, but you know, me and Red the same age. And, and we just was like, you know, I knew his family, he knew my family. You know, mm-hmm. he my godfather, my kids. I'm a godfather, his kids. It was it's it's real, and mm-hmm. um, it, the accountability, man, with how we used to hang off the on and off the field, that right there, like, took it to a whole nother level. To where it was like, 
man, I got to do this. I don't feel like doing it today, but I got to do it, man, because my dog depended on me. And he felt mm -hmm. the same way, you know. And it was mm -hmm. just like, man, let's let's go do it, man. Let's, mm -hmm. let's go, man. You know, if you wasn't feeling good, it'd pull you up, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so you talking about the brotherhood we had? We we had a special, tight, tight knit brotherhood. Man, it was so yeah. special. So everybody deep, was man. connected. Was, man, dude, and um, like talent. Like when I remember when I said this with the charges, they people thought you know it was offensive, but talent wise, if you look at where we was with the Chargers, you know we didn't stay healthy long enough to actually do anything, but Chargers, man, it was. Four first rounders on defense and five second rounders. And talent wise, yeah, talent wise, uh, draft, draft wise, if you look at our defense and that defense, yeah, draft wise, Chargers should have been, uh, you know, should have been better. Mm -hmm. But just different things we ran into, injuries and just, just different things, it was just, it just never clicked. But um, yeah, in Seattle, man, it, we just we clicked, man, and we all was trying to yep. show people, like you should have drafted me in the first round. You skipped yep. over me, and we was all trying to just prove, like, man, I'm the best. And I think people believed it too, though. So, you know? so how, <laughs> so guys, how do you duplicate that? Like, you left to the Chargers, you went to the Raiders right. for a year. Coaches, assistant coaches, they leave and go and be head coaches when they leave Pete Carroll. KJ, how do you got? How do you duplicate what you guys had? That can't be duplicated. I don't, I don't, I don't think it can. Ooh, what? Wow. No, 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 no. We're talking once in a generation type, yeah. type team, type type defense. Like I don't know if yeah. it's luck. I don't know if it's just great scouting. But for four to five years, we was the best on the planet. Yeah. Like, we're talking about to ever do it. We was the best on the planet. And we had OGs like me, Bang, that was in a different era that we could learn from. Then we had up and young coming dudes, hungry, got a chip on their shoulder, mad. We had phenomenal coaching. Like, it was just a perfect blend of everything. OGs, young guys, perfect coaching. Like, the scheme, it was easy. And so that's going to it's gonna be hard to do. We're talking about yeah. 85 Bears, 2,000 yeah. Ravens, 2013 Legion of Boom. It's gonna be some time before we see something yeah. like this ever again. Yeah, and, and another thing too, like what you said, KJ, we, we we wasn't just good just one year. We was good for like four or five years. You know, we yeah. let, like you said, we let the NFL in scoring defense for yeah. four, four or five years. In a years. Row. Four years. Four, in a row. Yeah, four years in a row, and that's never been done in NFL history. So I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not a, like a numbers guy, but team wise, you have to look at numbers. But that right there, we should be the best defense ever in the history of the NFL. And, and, and me, <laughs> Bang, sticking with is. this, sticking with this yeah. ten-year reunion thing, was there like a moment in 2013? Was it when we played the Niners? When we when we lost? Was there a moment like, man, we a really good defense, and we about to go to this Super Bowl, and we about to mm -hmm. win it all? Man, no, it wasn't really like a moment to where I was, you know, you, you definitely want to stay humble because you don't really know until like it's over. But we were so wired. I remember after the Super Bowl game, we were play ready to play a whole nother game after that. We was <laughs> like, man, who we got next? Like, what's yep. up? What's, what's right? next? I think one of the regrets that I have, like when I was, you know, when we was like rolling like that, I wish I would have celebrated 
um, guys on our defense more. Like, when they made plays, man, I wish I would have went to them. You know, I went to them probably like later, but I wish I would have went to them and be like, man, thanks for making that play, man. Because, like, mm-hmm. one dude just making a – knocking the ball down, man. I'm able to go to the sideline and get some oxygen, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And just 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 being able to, like, tell all those dudes, man, like, man, man, what you did, man, I appreciate it, man. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I didn't – I did, but I feel like looking back at him where I'm like, dang, man, I wish I would appreciate him even, like, more on, like, another level, you know? Like, that was just – like you said, it was rare. And I, and I kind of felt we was all young. We thought it was going to keep happening and happening. And – Unfortunately, it it doesn't. It you know it uh-uh. ends. Yeah, Mm-mm. but we did it though. You know, we can always say we did yeah. it, and we was the best to do it. Yeah. Can I? Can I? I just want to go back to the first play of the game, which is my favorite play of the game in that Super Bowl. I just want to oh. get from your perspective. Now I know what yeah. I was thinking the first play. I did, I've never asked the two of you what is going through your mind when that first play happens. Bang! What's going through your mind? Well, I'm on the sideline because they we we started to nickel, so I'm on the sideline watching. <laughs> <laughs> so big, big Ram, we on the sideline. Ooh, are you are like, you mad? Are you mad? No, I wasn't mad because okay. like the whole week, like, I I knew like you know what it was. The game like, plan, I you know the game plan, yeah. Like yeah, okay. it's a game plan. It's just what it okay. was, right? I mean, we we helped. You know, we I, we we didn't feel like we wasn't a part of. of of the Super Bowl, but it was just like we just played a team that liked to pass the ball a ton, right? And so when that play happened, I was like, dang, man, like, did that really just happen? Like, the ball went that <laughs> high, and it was just – I think that was like the momentum. It just shifted, man, and it was just so crazy. The When I really knew the game was over is when halftime, we First. in there, you know, how it's three – like, you know, 40 minutes to, you know, because they got the performance outside. Mm-hmm. Man, they in there, we in there trying to <laughs> was warming up, and we was doing the electric slide warming up. <laughs> Remember that, KJ? We was all doing, like, the electric slide. We was, we, I don't know what everyone was doing. I know I was doing it. Cause I was like, shit. Bro, remember, you, you doing the electric slide? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Man, we was partying, you, man. Wait, wait. You doing the electric slide at halftime? Man, we was partying, man. Our confidence, we man. Just, our confidence. Man, we was like, man, our we, confidence. Was, we just knew. We knew we'd been. Because our toughest playoff game was obviously Frisco. They knew us and we knew them. We was mirror images of each yep. other. It was, it was exact. Yep. We was we looked just alike, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, we we just we just knew, man. It was just like. And then and, and, Percy, he just he took it to the we, house. We knew, like, we knew at halftime Percy was going to score. Yeah. Whoa, whoa! You did? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because yeah, Percy didn't play all year. Percy, Percy was, fresh. was hurt all Percy year. Was fresh. He was fresh. Yep. And when Percy get the ball, Percy was one of them dudes. It was just like, Pew! yeah. It was kind of like you, I'm, y'all knew he was huh? gonna score though. Yeah, man. Because dude, Percy was like Percy was on a level like this, right? I remember we used to play against when Devin Hester was in Chicago, right? Our um, special team coach was like, so like, man, we gonna kick the ball to him. And I'm like, he Devin Hester, one of them dudes. You don't kick the ball to him, right? Mm-mm. Devin Hester would get the ball, and he'll go from point A to point B. Like, bro, there's no way a dude is moving like that, bro. Yeah. Like, he used yeah. to get the ball and was like, pew, like, 
Like, like, bro, this don't look real, bro. It's like, don't kick him the ball, bro. Like, like, no, we don't want that. And Percy was like on that level. Had Percy stayed healthy, Percy was like that. Percy get the ball, and mm-hmm. he it was like a creative player just gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then when you and and, and so me, bang for now for me to answer your question for me, we just talk about the build up before. Okay. Like we in the we in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Ain't nobody ever been in this game. Game of our life. Right. And then when uh, the ball went over his head, we knew Peyton Manning checked every play for for them to even do that. Peyton Manning yeah. checks every single play. Yeah. So you can just talk about the nerves that Buddy had. Because you know he's going to yeah. come to the line of scrimmage, say something, dummy count, Omaha, Omaha, something. And then he yeah. snapped the ball over his head. We're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Man. This was, this we, yeah. should, we should have this one. Did that help and, with and, your confidence of the game? Nah, it just it just showed like on they side they not in sync mm, enough to where you snap yeah, you snap yeah. the ball the first play you've been yeah. practicing your first fifteen all week for the past two weeks you know what your first play gonna be before you step on the football field for him to even do that that just show like okay they ain't quite prepared as we are mm. yeah yeah we only ran we ran I think we only had two plays that game in defense Phoenix. And stick thirty three, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we we didn't really run stick thirty three a lot, but we we ran Phoenix pretty much the whole game. Yep, that was it. We only had two yep. plays that game. You only yeah. had two plays? Yeah, cause we couldn't blitz. We didn't blitz. We didn't blitz nope. a lot. No, nope. we yeah. had Phoenix stick thirty three, and we had Robber. That was our that was our man to man one. Yeah. That was our third yeah. down call. Yeah. See, I wasn't a part of that robber. I, so oh, I, that's on that's, that's on the yeah. yeah. That's 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 something else behind. That's on the me. back I end. Robber, I don't know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was special, man. Well, me, bang. Look, over the years, I've been blessed mm-hmm. to learn a lot of football from you personally, right? Like you've right. been my go-to for many years. But this is an opportunity for people listening to really get to know just how much you know this game. So I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to ask you to explain the game of a couple guys, a few guys. Fair? Mm -hmm. Let's start off. Explain KJ Wright in his game. KJ, man. KJ, we call KJ Spider, right? (laughs) Okay. KJ is one of those those linebackers, right, where one of the reasons why we call him Spider is he was so tall, right, and had long arms to where he would make a tackle, and you'd be like, "Damn, how you make that tackle?" And he like, it's like he had like, you know, remember that toy Stretch Armstrong? Yeah. Like he, had, he like his arms get longer, and he'd just reach out and be like, "Oh, he ain't make that tackle," and he'd make the tackle. I'm like, mm-hmm. "What?" And what I enjoyed about KJ, right? KJ was one of those guys that he always was coming for information, right? He always was coming for knowledge. He like he was around us, man, and that right there helped KJ play what twelve years in the NFL, eleven, eleven. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. long time, man. What you went mm-hmm. what fifth, fourth, fifth round, fifth round, fourth round, pick number ninety nine. See, and you, it's not a lot of guys that play in the fourth round that play that long, right? Yeah. And what set KJ say KJ uh, apart from the others is KJ is the knowledge, man. Is that wisdom, right? I asked mm-hmm. God, man, when I was a youngster um, in the NFL, I said, man, I asked him, man, I want wisdom. And that's all I want. I didn't ask for no, a lot of money. 
ask for nothing. I said, man, I want wisdom. I said, God, mm-hmm. please bless me with wisdom. And mm-hmm. KJ probably did that same prayer. And <laughs> that yep. helped KJ play as long as he played, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I remember it was a lot of things that stuck with me, man. I remember uh, like TJ, right? TJ Husmazada. Um, I remember me and Red were about to leave the facility. And TJ was like, man, where, 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 y'all, where the hell y'all going, right? Like shit, man, we about to go, you know, we'll chill. <laughs> TJ said, Man, y'all wanna pull around your career? And we was like, we was like, open ears, like, yeah, like what we gotta do. He said, Hey man, after every practice, do something to your body. Whether it's yep. stretching, massaging, mm-hmm. something. He said, Why go home, rush home to go sit on the couch? And me and Red looked at each other, was like, damn, that do make sense. That's really what we about to go do. So we went back in the locker room and got in the hot tub and you know, watch film and yeah, just, yeah man. But I'm telling you, man, okay. KJ, KJ, a lot of the stuff that I learned from my older dudes, we gave it to KJ, and KJ ended up playing Did the same thing years. Okay, so we could get some few players in. We gonna we gonna wrap it in 30 seconds. So we did KJ, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman was was very smart. See, a lot of people don't know who Richard Sherman is. Richard Sherman was a was a receiver in college, right? So Richard Sherman understood routes. Richard Sherman, and not only he understood routes, but he, he understood the game. And he he could, I bet Richard Sherman probably could look at a guy splits and tell what route he was about to run mm-hmm. before he even ran it. And because if you think about it, Sherman wasn't the best athlete on the, on the defense. He wasn't the most gifted athlete. I think probably the best athlete on our team on our defense, probably was just like natural athlete was probably Bruce, and mm-hmm. and you could probably say Red because Red could take a basketball and three sixty dunk. A lot of a lot of <laughs> a lot of us could dunk. I could dunk too, right? <laughs> but Shern Shern was so smart. He communicated so well. He was a competitor, and I mean, yeah, when you know where a play is coming, it's like man, that's a super advantage. And then you on the same page as your safety, your linebackers. Like, you all trust each other, and that's a big key, man. I think what made us all special, we trusted each other on the field, you know, mm-hmm. to, like, try to be the best. Sherm was How's, smartest. How special was Cam? Secondary. How special Cam was Cam? Was, Cam was so special, right? Cam, they didn't know if Cam was a linebacker or a safety, right? So if you look at our defense, Cam is the unblocked player in our defense. If you double me, then Cam is unblocked. So when Cam come and he looking to come hit you, they usually don't see Cam. They don't know where he's at. So when Cam used to come and just and lay them dudes out, a lot of times they didn't know where he was, but they knew he was out over there. And they and Cam, people were scared of Cam. It was it, Cam was intimidating. Cam was like six four. He's intimidating, smart, another smart dude, super smart man. And Cam was one of those dudes, man. He like like KJ was saying. Cam actually he held, especially secondary, he held them together. Like, hey man, let's get this shit right. You know, let's get it right. Let's get it going. And you know, just special man, make special plays. He used to jump over the over the uh, over the over the offense and block field goals, man. And mm-hmm. yeah, man. How about Earl? Man. How about Earl? Man, Earl. Earl, like you said, <laughs> Earl used to zone out. Earl didn't say nothing to nobody. Earl wanted to make every play on defense. 
Earl was super special, man. Earl, what made Earl so special is Earl can travel from sideline to sideline like like he was running the 100 meters. So special, man. And Earl didn't say nothing. Earl just wanted to battle. Earl went to show. Earl went the highest. Earl was the highest draft pick on our defense. Earl always wanted to battle, mm -hmm. and he didn't care about that. You would thought Earl was the last pick of the seventh round, the way he played. Like, because it was a lot of first rounders that came in, you know, that I've been around <clears throat> that they didn't have that same drive. You know, mm -hmm. Earl wanted to just be, Earl wanted to be like Mike, man. You know what I'm saying? Earl wanted yep. to be, be great, man. Yeah, yep. For real, you know? Yeah, yeah. me bang. I want to, um, when you watch a lot of us out of our era, a lot of dude had some unhappy departures. Right. A lot of dudes is mad, upset, contracts, cut, release. Right. How would you describe your departure when you left Seattle? Uh, um, I was upset. I definitely wanted to stay there longer. But, um, yeah, man, when somebody else offer you more, you know, when it comes to that finances, you got to make the best of decision. <laughs> and um, yeah. I don't think I, you know, looking back at it now and looking back at it then, I don't think I made a bad decision. For one, I look at it like this. I was on grass. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to play on grass. And that saved my knees to play 13 years, right? Yeah. Um, I, I actually thought the Chargers owner, the Spanos, is like some of the, like the best people you can be around. So I had um, an incident. Well, it was an incident. It was a situation where my family, my wife, um, my daughter, and my son, they moved to Nebraska because our, our daughter that passed away, McKenna, she had a, um, a heart issue with trisomy 13, right? And so it's not too many places in the country to where they do that type of heart surgery, right? So that was one of the places. I think it was Minnesota and Nebraska. There's like it's only like a couple of doctors. It's probably more mm -hmm. now that does it. So it was like an emergency to where um, my wife she needed me at the hospital, right? So it was no more flights available, and um, we was in Irvine, Orange County at this mm -hmm. time. We moved from San Diego. This was 2018. And so um, the Spanos heard that, you know, the situation happened. They checked the flights and they told me, they said, man, just go to the private airport. And they gave me their private plane and they, they let me use a plane to fly to Nebraska. The Spanos That's did, love. man. And That's I was love. like, man, dude, like, I was like, man, I, you know, wrote them a letter and told man, I appreciate that, man. That was so major, man, because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't have did that. You know, a lot of... Um, People that had that could do that, they wouldn't have did that. So they gave mm -hmm. me a private plane. You talking? That's at least probably like you know, oh yeah, it's a lot of money. I don't know the yeah. number, but it was yeah. I just jumped on the plane and and just went. I was on there by myself. It was a twelve passenger mm -hmm. plane, and yeah, yep. yeah, it was special, man. Nice, Good people. Nice. But I think before that even happened, I always thought they was they were special. You know, they like communicate with you, ask how you were doing. And I think they're very genuine. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, people at, at the Chargers organization. Yeah, yeah. And and what you say with your retirement and your transition out of the league? How's that been for you? Has it been that identity piece where you, you know, looking at yourself like, man, who am I? Or was it smooth transition? Like, um, how, uh, what was like this these these last three years been for you? 
been like for so you? So when I first retired, right, it was during the pandemic, and it was to the point where it was like, well, football's over. Um, let me. I'm not. I'm not going to even watch it no more, right? And so I had a conversation. I think either on phone or text, and I was asking dudes that retired, like, man, how you? You know what you doing? You know we deal with it. And like, and I told him. I told Dion Branch. I called him Dirty. I was like, Dirty man, you still watch football? He's like, Yeah, man. I was like, Man, I stopped watching. He was like, Nah, bro, don't do that to yourself, bro. You've been playing this long, watch it. And so I was like, Dang, I thought I lost, you know, my my knowledge of it, and actually I didn't. And mm-hmm. that part right there was real interesting. I put on a little weight after that, <laughs> and I was trying to f- figure out how to like take the weight off. Got on Weight Watchers. That helped a whole lot because the way you eat when you playing. You don't realize you can't eat like that when you're not playing. Um, and I think the hardest part was for me was was the school part transition because I wasn't a popular player. Um, I wasn't one of those guys that you'll see on a magazine or you go out and be like, oh, man, let me take a picture. I wasn't popular like that. People didn't know who I was. You know, It was like, oh, okay, you look familiar. This one yeah. lady thought I was Leonard Fournette. I was like, dang, I got a bald head and a beard and I'm black. I'm like, <laughs> You're like, Leonard Fournette? You put me the I was like, I should have rolled along with it. I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> well, big dog, we'll let you get out of here, man. We appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Yes, sir.